Nerds, that's a cool table. Las Vegas edition. Ooh, yeah. we're on tour. <laughs> we are on tour. The tour bus is outside, <laughs> and we're the best. This is technically episode 17, but we're, you know, we're in Las Vegas yeah, for the... on-location episode. Exactly. Yep. The tour episode. What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, guys. We're <laughs> tired, but that's okay, because Vegas go. is taxing. There you go. Yeah. We went out last night. Shout out to uh, Eric Deluxe. Yeah. Hey. Uh, if you watch our story, he... Uh, he shouted this out. We let he let us put our sticker all over his bottle in 1942. Eric Deluxe always been a good guy, friend of the program, also nerd at the cool table. So shout out to him. Shout out Eric. Shout out Eric. Yes. Um, Julian's hungover. I'm, I'm very hungover. It's hilarious right now. I'm like I'm like 30 percent hungover. Julian's like. Ten stars. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm literally yeah. laying back. Yeah, on my. Uh... Julian's really hungover because when I noticed him, he was sitting on the bed at one point, and then he went to a really strange part of the room to sit in like a really weird area, and I really sympathized with that because I was like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, I do that too." Yeah, you know, so, you gotta stand upside down yeah. just to find a comfortable spot, just to figure Vegas it out. Vegas beats us. That's Vegas. Vegas, Vegas score is Vegas one, <laughs> nerds zero. <laughs> but actually, no, our score yeah. is pretty good because we yeah. got some great, great content. Yeah, uh-huh. we did. Um, so yeah, uh, what do you guys think of the Comic Con though? Like, this is going to be very brief, obviously, because we have a lot of great, great interviews um, that we got on the floor. Um, but uh, what do you guys think? I thought it was great. You know, it's a it's a it's a smaller scale event, but it was good because you get a lot of FaceTime with people. You got to talk right. to them a lot more than you normally would at San mm-hmm. Diego as the uh, you know Comic Con down there because pretty much now Comic Con in San Diego has become like you know clout. Yeah, so like, yeah, so and it's also like they they look at our badge, and if we're not like a big media outlet, they're gonna be like, you know, maybe you know, maybe call my publicist. But this one, we just kind of like walk up on them. And uh, shout out to uh, Paul from PAL Public Relations. He actually was the one that set us up with uh, interviews with Jason David Frank and Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy J, the founder. Shout out to Jimmy J. Yeah. Um, overall, it's a great event, and I'm looking forward to continuing to come here each year if they invite us. Yeah. Yeah, and watching it grow. This definitely feels like very early San Diego Comic Con before the movie industry came in. Before it was big and bombastic. Oh um, man, that word. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I started that. Catchphrase. <laughs> Wait, what do we always we always mention that and Thor for some reason, yeah. like the third Thor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it felt very true to form, true yeah. comic nerd purist. Like, and like we said, we were. You'll, you'll see in some of the interviews. I mean, we really were able to come up on some gems and find, you know, people that no one was talking to and then you look up their name and you find out they created one of your favorites so to be able to kind of tap into not the the showy celebrity side of of this comic industry but the true foundation of it which is comic books yeah um, can you guys give a rundown of who we have? Yeah, so um, I'll go from I'm just rattle off names, not in any particular order. Um, Johnny Parker the second, he has this really dope comic called uh, Black Frist and Brown Hand, mm-hmm. and we interviewed him. It was like a um, kind of like uniting blacks and Mexicans via comic books, and that's yeah. exactly what needs to go down right now, right. especially yeah, and given. Was, and he was on his like Adult Swim kind of. Yeah, page like those kind of right. Uh, was that books. that was today? That was yeah, today. yeah. He was really cool. And then um, Terry Huddleston, who has um, amazing art, man. He does pop art. He actually, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite interviews from from the entire weekend. He was very informative, and it's uh, very motivational. I'm, I'm seeing 
there's a trend here. We're getting like really motivational people. Yeah. Um, we also had Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, yeah. like yeah. the OG Green Ranger. That was a huge moment. Like that was dope just to talk to him. And he's actually a really really cool dude. Shout out JDF. Um, we also had uh, Kevin Eastman, the creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, Julian took a great photo. interview. Yeah, Julian took a photo of me, and I'm like smiling down to my chin. It just <laughs> doesn't make any sense how happy I was to hear him talk about like <laughs> yeah. my four shelled heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, got a comic book. With me and David both got books, right? Didn't you yeah, we too? we got we both got me and Julian got um, signed um, covers, like original covers that. Um, uh, Kevin Eastman had designed um, the one that me and Julian got is actually the one was it the first issue of the yeah. Batman and yep. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. uh, yeah so we both got those signed which was really 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 cool to have so yeah, yeah we're excited for we, that uh, we got some FaceTime with uh, Jim Starlin who is so awesome he's yeah. the father of Thanos really so cool Thanos is dead he's actually one of the more, more <laughs> fun interviews that we had yeah. I really enjoyed that yeah then we also had uh, Louis Tan who plays uh, Shatterstar and uh, hopefully putting it out there Louis I hope you do get that role in Sleeping Dogs because I showed it to the boys and yeah. they were all like yeah <coughs> cough cough Nightwing yes. oh yes also also <laughs> Nightwing I forgot to mention you, you that you should have to told you. us that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, and then we also we just got some FaceTime. Me and David got walked up to Charlie Cox just to say what's up to him. Brianna Hildebrand said she's well, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. She said she liked my shirt. And Charlie Cox's Netflix's Daredevil. Um, uh, there's somebody that that Yusuf and Jason. Oh yeah, today. we we were lucky enough to get um, Marv Wolfman, who's the creator of Blade, Deathstroke, the Dracula comic book. That I mean, it, it was just a gold mine of like. That did, type of thinking of seventies. Did he do Morbius too? Is that one of his characters? It sounds like it would be, but I, I would have to look that up. Um, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it was interesting to see kind of his thought process and to to talk to. That's what's really cool to talk about to talk to content creators. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different thing because you can have a block. You can't have a three hundred million dollar blockbuster movie without someone with an idea. And this is a very small convention and a room where the true people that that kind of spark the the small flame that ignites into these huge mega movies. Um, so this is a cool side of the industry, and we're definitely definitely going to be back. Yeah, hundred percent. Cool. Once um, Julian feels better. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> My, mind you, yeah, you guys can tell because like, I'm not really talking. Yeah, it's, uh, he's holding the it's mic like a safety blanket. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't dispense Gatorade, Julian. Julian. Yeah. <laughs> I wish um, did. Awesome. Um, so yeah, guys, stay tuned. Uh, these interviews are actually uh, yeah following up. So keep listening. All right, nerds at the cool table here. Jason YG reporting here. What's going on? I finally made it. And uh, we we were just walking around and kind of trying to find some cool exhibitors. And we found this young man. And, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll let you tell it. Tell about yourself, yeah. Johnny Parker II. Got- hey, how's it going? My name is Johnny Parker II. I'm a comic book writer from Detroit, now based in L.A. I write a couple different books, and I'm here cooking with the cool kids. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So tell us about Black Fist and Brown Hand. And before he tells us, I'm going to let you guys know that it's like ready to die, but it's a it's a young toddler, black toddler with grape soda and a, and a young Mexican with a taco, which is what y'all know. That's L.A. That's us. So like, tell us like how you how you got to this and 
Oh, well, it's really dope. So I was literally in Denny's one night with my artist, um, and we were joking around, like, what if the Hulk was black? And he'd be going around saying, like, I don't get mean till I get my green. And then we're just <laughs> dying laughing. We were like, Rick Jones would be Mexican. It was like, yeah, but his name would be Blackfist, and I would be Brown Hand. And that's how we kind of came up with the concept, and we just ran with it. We put out our first issue. People loved it, and we've been making it ever since. And it's really dope. It's like a black and brown exploitation comedy. And, like, Blackfist is a barber from Brooklyn. Brown Hand's Latino partner crime. Yeah. And we just make fun of stereotypes, but it's all in good fun. It helps people coming together. Yeah, right like, on, man. Like, our second issue is called The Secret of the Horchata. <laughs> The Horchata Corporation's come out with a new flavor of chata that they think will bring the races together. Yeah. It's called Grape Horchata. That's amazing. And I hope that becomes a thing because I, be I will be a patron of Exactly, grape exactly. Same here, same here. Trust me, I've been mixing Kool-Aid packets with grape horchata. With horchata, I'm trying to perfect it. I'm trying to get it going. Right on, man. So, I mean, where do you, where do you think this, uh, where do you see this going? Because, like, you want it, you want it to be, like, an animated series, but do you see, like, live action? What do you think, like? Well, I think, like, most people, like, our generation, we grew up, like, watching cartoons. Yeah, and So, yeah. I think about this a while. I love comics, and comics is, like, one of my passions. I also want to see my stuff animated as well. Yeah. Things like Adult Swim or, like, Fox ADHD and everything like that. So for Blackfish and Brown Hand, that's the goal for someday. Right on, man. Right on, man. Well, Man, we're gonna well, tell, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, or, tell us uh, where we live. For sure. You can find me on Johnny P313 on Instagram and Twitter. I have a couple online shops. You can go and check out the books. And you can also find me on That Hashtag Show. It's a YouTube channel where I do like nerd news. Nice, very nice, nice, man. Very nice. Well, Johnny, man, thank you for talking to us. We're big fans. We're gonna keep an eye on you. We're gonna follow you, do all this other stuff, man. Thank you, brother. We're here with the incomparable Terry Huddleston. And I ain't said my name right. I'm, I'm right. standing on. Uh, <laughs> my name is Jason, man. People fuck my shit up all the time. Oh, <laughs> say Jason. Yeah, exactly. You did it right, man. That's because that's because I heard it wrong. Like yeah. he said Jason, but he's heard. I'm, I'm just gonna say how he said it. You, you know what I'm saying? That's, but that's always the safe bet. Yeah. So we're standing here, me, Yusuf, and David, and we're looking at this amazing art that he has up here. And let me tell you guys, I'm going to show, I'm going to put up photos, but it's basically everything that we always love from down to the, the Baseball Furies. Let me get a pound for that one. That's the Warriors, my favorite movie. So, I mean, Prince, Michael as a zombie, come on, we can keep going. Go. Zombie Mike got in there for me. Legendary, legendary, legendary. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So basically, I'm just a pop artist, man. I've been trying to do delightfully, to, to, to delightfully, because three people get over with, like, I'm mean, like, nah, look, look, look. Yeah. I'm trying to do shit y'all like, because yeah. I like it, you know what I mean? So I ain't, I ain't overthinking it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm also trying to bring the fun into Comic-Con. Yeah. Like, yeah. Art's fun. That's, that's my greatest compliment, yeah. you know, because some people go too hardcore and everything's dark and grim and like I said that's depressing man I'm trying yeah. to escape this orange Trump American shit let's uh let, yeah, yeah. let's have some fun you know what I mean yeah. so you know I got I got uh, a lot of colorful pieces I actually got my own original series down here oh, the Icon series okay. what, what is that it's the Icon series and basically it's just a bunch of different uh, female avatars that yeah. represent different uh, psychological and mythological archetypes yeah you know I'm doing a little bit of everything that's dope man yeah can you tell us a little bit about your background, where it comes out of? Are you, are you All right, so, a I mean, I'm a non-trained artist, self-taught. Um, I basically grew up drawing as a hobby, and then when I was 28, I realized, you know what, I need to start doing something with this or drop it all together because this is getting expensive. I had three kids at the time, got four now with, with one, one woman with my wife, so like to bracket that. Put, keep that shit in, don't edit that out. No, we but, uh, got that, we got that, we got you. Put that, put that in like in brackets, but, um, <laughs> and so I was like, I got to start making money off of this, and uh, so I ended up quitting my job and, and jumped into it with you know in the deep end and it, it was I was pretty miserable but happy I don't know if you ever been there where you're doing what you want to do and so you wake up excited like what am I gonna do today but you ain't got no money you know what I'm saying so it ended up working out obviously you can say that to any three better people I thought you yeah, literally 
Oh, yeah. Really. But, uh, no, because that's the thing. Like, so when you start a business, it's a lot like an RPG where you start off with the leather jerkin and the, the wooden shield and the Good broken ass sword. But people don't realize, they be also be talking about they want to kill dragons. It's like, no, look for them level one monsters, right? Look yeah. for them like small little venues. You can make a couple hundred bucks out. Because all you got to do really is become a hundred dollar there, right? Like yeah. people want to be a millionaire, like, no, nah, just make a hundred dollars yeah. a day. But you could, that's easy yeah, with, with, when, when you're creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me bracket that, yeah. when you're creative. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you don't make that working at a job. Nine to five, they, they, they're paying you. Uh, Indiana. Well, unless you're getting like $30 an hour yeah. or something, then you ain't making that kind of money, especially yeah. when Uncle Sam get involved. Yeah, so indeed. I realized, you know what, I'm going to set low goals. So I was making 600 bucks in a weekend, which is still more than I made in a week yeah. at my regular job. But then it bumped up. I took some business uh, courses <laughs> online and beef, set my game up, looked into some marketing, and, and it grows like a farm, like a, you know, or like an RPG character. So next thing you know, you're getting that, uh, you know, you got better armor, you got the pelt, the, the helmet, and you, you, you can take a few blows. You can't fight the dragon yet. <laughs> but like five years later, then you're like, I'm ready to kill my first dragon, and you get in there, and, you know, but uh, yeah. So, so tell the good people where they can find, follow your journey and find you. Uh, basically, look for me on uh, Terry Huddleston Art on Instagram and Facebook, and or you can just put it in Google, it should pop up. Right on, man. Thank you for the time, awesome. man. We're no big problem. fans of your work, no man. Thank you. here nerd at the cool table because the other three are irresponsible and in los angeles partying um <laughs> i'm here with the legendary jason david frank aka jdf what's up boss <laughs> what's up man how you doing good and you know just chilling man out here uh we had um my buddies david julian and yusef we all had a few questions for you yeah. so um david is a director okay. so his question was Amy Jo Johnson, the original Pink Ranger, said in an interview recently that she would like to direct a reunion of the original cast. What do you think about that? Man, I love Amy Jo. I love her. I mean, she's very smart in writing. She's a great director. Um, But I I was always down. If she wanted to do that, I'm totally down. There's not a lot of people I work for. You know, and she actually inspired me to write my first script called Moolah. And, uh, and Moolah, like money, you know? It's yeah. called Moolah, and I'm going to direct and write it. And I sent her the script, and she gave me notes. But I think she's an awesome director. And there's not a lot of people I work for, because you got to trust them. Like, I trust Aaron with Bat in the Sun. Yeah. You know, you're putting your whole, I guess, reputation on the line. But I, I would definitely love for her to direct me, you know what I mean? Right on, right on. I'd love to see that, too. Don't, don't, people are going to be like, oh, so you want to see her direct you. Uh, yeah. We're talking to movie, people. <laughs> we're talking to movies. Yeah, we're not talking We're not talking yeah. the hub, you guys. Get your, get your brain out the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because everybody's growing up now, so the standard questions they have is that, hey, so uh, I got a question. I go, yeah, dirty little kid, what's your question? <laughs> now they want to ask all those dirty little questions, but uh, anyway. Oh, man. So Julian uh, is a, he's our Marvel, like, encyclopedia. He wants to know, your dream superhero casting, who would you want to play outside of? Man, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I have a Marvel dictionary on my on my uh desk right it's yeah. the encyclopedia tons of marvel characters but then i got hired for valiant playing bloodshot 
I know Vin Diesel's playing Bloodshot. They're filming in a couple of months, whatever. But the point was, to be a superhero character, I actually fell in love with Bloodshot because he's like the Wolverine mm-hmm. uh, of, of uh, Valiant. Yeah. And uh, I liked it. And filmed with Bad in the Sun, so I kind of fell in love with that character. It's really hard to to see yourself as someone else. True. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be hard to say, hey, what boxer do you want to be? Because then it's going to be hard to kind of live their life because if you'd be like, well, that's not the way I would live life. Yeah. But to create a character or be a superhero that was not created, like when I did Emissary, the voice of Transformers, to mm-hmm. do a voice of Transformers with all my original people that I grew up with was really cool. Yeah. But I didn't have to replace anyone. Yeah. So now I don't have to live up to the name of who Bloodshot was because I tell you, when Bloodshot comes out with Vin Diesel and they spend $100 million or whatever they're spending on the movie... I will be dragged in the conversations, which is yeah. great for me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, Jason Frank, the original who? You know, I, I'm going to make sure everyone knows who. But uh, anyway. Yeah. You know. <laughs> absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right. I dig that. I dig that. But I, I would pick I would, I would, pick the Marvel Universe. I know I'm doing it for Valiant, but Visa Marvel, I I mean, I hate, hate saying it. All the DC fans are probably going to be mad, but I used to collect Marvel. Marvel had held their value. They had the X-Men. They had all, everything. As a kid, I wanted to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll do an episode and we'll figure out. We'll cast you okay. and then we'll send it to you okay. and be like, and you can pick like okay. your. So Yusef is our, Yusef is our writer. He's our smartest on the podcast, but he's also very hilarious. So <laughs> he wants to know, how was it for you in your youth when you started getting the Power Rangers checks? How did it feel? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man, I, I. This is the truth. I, a lot of people complain. Oh, we weren't paid good, guys. I was paid fine. And I will tell you, I lived in an apartment until I realized, what am I doing? Bought a house in cash, bought a car in cash, and life was good. But I never, even to this day, like when I do these Comic-Cons, dude, someone can get something or they don't. I'm not bought by the promoter. I ain't paid for these appearances. So people are like, oh, that Comic-Con money. I had money a long time ago. Yeah. It about Comic-Con money, you know yeah. what I mean? So... But it was good. I mean, doing something that you love to do, like as a writer, just imagine picking out your favorite show and writing and just getting paid for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even when you're like, well, I'll do it for free. And they're like, nah, nah, here's a check. You're like, okay. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how it was. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Now, me, my question, I'm like the, I guess I'm the sports guy. How many fights would it take you to get a UFC title shot if you were in the UFC? Oh God! Let me <laughs> let me tell you, man. I I highly respect everybody, and I'll just give you. I I know a lot of people in UFC. Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, oh, number one monster. was he was my main sparring partner, and I actually had a right distal bicep tear fighting him in a in a fight. And uh, I these guys are doing this full time, and I'm at Comic Cons full time. Yeah. I would have to switch everything. I'd have to like disappear and go to Big Bear and just train, train, train. You know what I mean? And uh, definitely older than I was. I'm like 44. And uh, I remember talking to George Foreman many times. And I said, what's the difference between, you know, your boxing and everyone else? He goes, Jason, I'll tell you, I don't have a lot of amateur fights. So he didn't have a lot of wear and tear. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, like, I love fighting. But, man, we got a lot of young talent in there. I'm not going to be yeah. dumb like some people. And take yeah. Mickey Gall. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have to tell you personally, CM Punk, please don't do it no more, man. No, Thank you. Dude. Thank yeah. you, dude. Listen. And, and I got to tell you, it won't even be worth my time no more to fight Seriously. it, dude. It's not. People, you know, Mike Jackson's a friend, a friend of mine. I've known Mike for so many years. 
and he got the worst end of the deal, man. Yeah, man. Oh, well, you know, you toyed with him. You're never fighting him. He took a picture of him in the ring. Well, that's the only fight you got. Well, you ain't... Those those people don't have fights in the UFC, so they need to, like, be quiet about it, you know? Yeah. But uh, it would have been a, a, a lose-lose for me because yeah. here I've trained. i got eight-degree black belt. been training 40 years. People are going to ask me, so you're bragging you beat CM Punk? CM Punk's only trained for two years. That's what they're going to say. Yeah, of course. So it would have been... So at this point, even if Punk begged to fight me, no, maybe in a back alley somewhere I'd be happy to. <laughs> if there's no cameras around. We got to, like, kill all the cameras. But, uh, you know, anyway. Let me tell y'all, man, I've been kicking it with him for a bit, man. He's real. Like, real, real. Like, I'm going to always support whatever he does. So, what's next for you? What's next for you? Um, well, it's funny because I, I do got a lot of projects going on. They're, like, NDAs. Super happy all my fans are going to find out. I am working with Bat in the Sun uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. This this what we're shooting is going to make my fans and the comic book fans very happy in the crossover to everything to video games to interactive games it's going to make everyone happy um then i have another project i'm doing two other projects one is a is a, a voice of a cartoon very popular for little kids and i'm really excited because we're hitting the little kids uh fan base but still crossing over with the power ranger fans i'm mostly proud of a movie I did with, with the Meza brothers called Omniboat. Okay. And it was straight acting, no no action at all. It's called Omniboat. I found out it's 10 different shorts all together as one. We got Rick Ross in it. Oh, uh, We got Uncle Luke in it. We got Robert Redford in it. Um, Adam Devine, the kid from It. So much talent in this. And I actually starred in one of the shorts, so it's going to be merged together, and that's coming out next year. Probably going to win a ton of festivals. 10 top directors, and they picked an actor to star in there. And these directors, I told you, I was friends with them. I was telling you yeah. earlier, I was friends with them. I didn't want nothing. I just talked to them. They did some stuff with Bruce Campbell, another friend. Nothing. They asked me, hey, man, do you want to do our movie? We didn't. I was like, yeah, dude. He's yeah. Like, I'll do it for free. I don't really care. Oh, really? Well, we only have one line for you in the movie. I said, that's fine. Ended up, I had all the lines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I just went in there for that one line. They're like, no, nah, man, we're going to give you all the lines right now because you're so dedicated. You're so passionate. Yeah. And the Meza brothers are big into horror. They do a lot of like the Ash versus Evil did. Very top talented. Very young. And they're brothers and they work together. Yeah. So I'm really proud of that movie because there's no action, which I love action. Yeah. Uh, and Bloodshot. You know what I mean? Like uh, really happy with that and Bat in the Sun. But we have a lot of original content coming out. And I hate telling fans like, I don't know if you ever met these people like, well, I got big things in the work. And you see them later, you're like, hey, mister, what happened to the big things type of thing? Yeah. Well, I say I have big things. I really do have big things. That Shattered Grid with Lord Draken went viral. Uh, we're trying to do series on that. In October, the Soul of the Dragon book is coming out uh, of a Green Ranger solo book. Okay. And it's just like I wanted, like an old man Logan. Oh. The script, Kyle, Kyle Higgins wrote it, and it's the Soul of the Dragon starring the Green Ranger in it. And I know the Green Ranger can hold its own TV show, its own movies, man. I'm telling Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And we will support it. I for sure will support it. So, Thank you. I man. appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking the time. Actually, wait. How can people find you on socials? I'm pretty big on social media. It's JDF, FFN, and uh, it's Jason David Frank, and my fight name is Fearless Frank, and we just put a nation behind it because we're kind of building a nation. So JDF, FFN, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. YouTube page is blowing up, too. Uh, and then Facebook is still alive. I guess for now, but it's Jason David Frank official fan page. And uh, I tell people, I have no admins. It's me. So yeah. when I like it, they're like, oh, you liked your picture. I might not remember exactly the picture I liked, 
But uh, I do. I go out there and I'm everywhere on social yeah. media. So join me on social media because I'm going to give you something to follow. You know, people ever want you to follow and you're like, man, you got nothing to follow. Yeah, man. Follow me. It's like, follow what, dude? You posted one picture in the last three months. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that used to be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now we get people to follow you. So, But you need to send this link so I can post it on my page, I will, too. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Hey, yeah, man, so thanks so. for taking the time, man. We want to get you again. We'll, we'll win. We're all full strength. But sure. thank you for taking the time, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, man. Uh, <laughs> that's the first thing I guess I gotta say. But yeah. um, the first question we have for you is, why turtles? You know, it, was, um, it really started as kind of a very natural joke in that uh, I was a huge fan of Bruce Lee. And I thought, like, if Bruce Lee was an animal, what would be the silliest animal? Oh. And so I was like, fast-moving martial artist, slow-moving turtle, it just made me laugh. And yeah. so that was that was really the, the spark of the joke that started it all. Oh, that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you feel like... Do you feel like back then when you guys were first creating it, um, you had to address issues like New York issues or any issues in New York while you guys were creating it, or were you just like of the time? Well, you know, as like to us, um, having this having the character set in New York City was like to, uh, you know whether I was kind of mainly Marvel comics, and so all the Marvel universe took place in New York City, but then yet you know Batman had Gotham and Superman had Metropolis. Yeah, but we just felt like. That was a big thing, and I'd never actually even been to New York City. Mm-hmm. So when we did those, all those early comic books, I was basically, you know, stealing scenes from Frank Miller's Daredevil and Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four and X Men, and it's amazing. You know, to make it, you know, replicate as much of New York yeah. as I could, as pretty as rest. possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah. it was super fun. Right. So, yeah. You can ask yours? Go ahead, ask it. Okay. So one question that me and Julian had is, um, so when me and Julian were growing up, we had Ninja Turtles like uh, bed sheets. Now his little brother, yeah, Jason too. Now his little brother, who's nine years old, also has Ninja Turtles bed sheets. Um, how does it feel to have created a property, a set of characters that have transcended these generations already and will still continue to do so? It's basically it's all your fault. So, uh, <laughs> I blame you guys. Pretty much. Um, no, it's it's true because you know we think like you know um, back when we did the first comic, we weren't sure. You know that's why the first issue was a complete story because we never thought it would sell. We sell if we sold a couple hundred, we'd be lucky. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted the story to be self-contained. We wrote it for ourselves and it had no audience in mind. We just thought it was really fun and stupid and yeah. wanted to draw a comic. Yeah. And the fact that it started working with our original fans, you guys started buying the comics and, and uh, you know, I mean, we went from 3,000 on issue one to buy issue six or seven. We were already almost to 100,000 copies of um, a black and white comic book for yeah. Pete's sake. And so you guys really kicked it off. And then when they said, um, you know, when we were approached and they felt that it could be more than a comic book, it could perhaps be a cartoon show or toys, um, we, again, approached it with the same idea. It's like, could this really work in that? It's really up to the kids. And so the fact that you guys responded to it in the way that you did when it first came out was as mind-blowing to us as anybody else, like, that that it worked. Right. And then you go... 34 years later because the turtles are 34 years yeah. old this year right um, so I would say you know it's the kids that decide because you can't tell a kid what's cool it could tell you what was cool when you were younger or what was it you guys decided yeah. the fact that kids are finding it again and think it's cool it's like yeah. tumbling it's yeah. mind blowing it's like holy shit you know, it's like wow yeah. um, so it's it's a it's quite an honor, and, and, and you know we appreciate our fans. And I always say, you know, honestly, 
and I and I mean it is uh, I wouldn't be sitting here signing and talking to you guys if it wasn't for you guys. So appreciate respect. It. No, I I have the best job ever. Awesome guys. That was the legendary Kevin Eastman just talking to nerds at the cool table today. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you very much. In time, you will know what it's like to lose. To feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail all the same. Oh, that's very casual. <laughs> Where did you come up with the idea of Thanos? Like, what made you create it? I was out of a psychiatry class, in a psychology class in junior college. Uh, we had a guest lecturer in who was talking about Freudian concepts, and he touched on Eros and Thanos, Thanatos if you're Greek, uh, the darker and lighter side of the human nature. Uh, I latched on the darker side, ran with that. Uh, now, 45 years later, I'm playing with the lighter side with the other heroes, <laughs> and it's not so light, but it's still fun. Yeah. So uh, that's basically where he came from, and it was just a way of venting all the nastinesses in me that I didn't want to take out of my cats. The adaptation that we're seeing right now in cinema, does that live up to that original concept that you said you had? Like, does the adaptation right now that we're seeing on screen, uh, is that as what you envisioned? Well, it's a different animal because, for one thing, we they don't have half the characters that we had yeah. inside the book. There's no Warlock. There's okay. no uh, uh, Silver Surfer, a couple right. of the characters yeah. in that. So I never expected a faithful adaptation. Plus, I, I went there between the two films when they were filming yeah. them and talked to both the writers and the directors. And they explained to me things like why they couldn't use Mistress Death because the Marvel Universe hasn't developed far enough where the abstract characters can start coming right. in. So I said, you know, there's going to be some changes, but after talking with them, I felt really confident about it. But then about uh, two weeks before the movie was released, uh, one, uh, Joe Russo's let me know that they were cutting a half hour of the movie out because it was three hours long. Oh, wow. And everything that was being cut out was Thanos' backstory. Oh, um, okay. And I had just seen the Justice League movie in a, on, a, on a plane about a week before. Yeah. And the first thing I thought was, oh, my God, it's going to be just like the Justice League movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I approached the premiere with a lot of trepidation. Oh, no. <laughs> but after watching it, you know, I went, woo, dodge that bullet. Because yes. I didn't want to be like Bob Kane and the... Uh, 1960s with that Batman TVC yeah. going, oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> no. But uh, I, I made yeah. out okay, and I do really love it. Yeah. I think they did a real nice job. Amazing. Great job. Amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, other than Thanos, like what other characters that you've helped design and create uh, would you or do you like really favor and you would like to see in live action? Well, we had a Dreadstar TV series in the works, but okay. the producer died. So that sort of fell apart, and I'm hoping to get that one back together again. And uh, got some other things that are possibilities maybe coming down the line that I can't talk about at this point, but maybe in a few months. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Catch me at the next con. Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We will be there. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks. We really appreciate you taking the time yes. to speak to us. Thank you so much. And that's a very good, like, the perspective you said that it came from Freudian concepts. That's something that actually just kind of blew my mind, because that's something that... <laughs> That's amazing. Bullshit, I mean. I just oh shit! It. There we go, and yeah. that's how we close this interview. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you.
Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. We're here with Marv Wolfman. So, Marv, we wanted to ask you, we understand that you're driving force behind Blade. Yes. So, how did, how did that come about? Like, Blade is, like, one of our, like, our guys. So, we just <laughs> want to know, like, where you came at, up at with that, that. At that time period. Yeah. What were you guys drawing from? Um, Blade is one of two characters of mine that came to me in a second. And I don't understand why, I don't understand how. I love it. Uh, the other one was Deathstroke. Yeah. Uh, but I knew who Blade was, and I knew who the character was, and I knew exactly how he looked and all of that stuff yeah. instantly. Yeah. Uh, now, I was working at Warren Publications, which did Creepy Eerie and Vampirella, and I was putting together a Vampires uh, issue of the book for them. And I was also working on Tomb of Dracula, so Vampires were in my head. And it, it just came to me. Yeah. And were, you, were you a fan of the genre prior? Were you, excuse me? Were you a fan of the genre prior? And like horror Bram genre. Yeah. Uh, horror stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bram Stoker's book, yes. Yeah. Uh, not the movies. I've not never seen a Dracula movie <laughs> at that point. Never. Still haven't seen Bela Lugosi's film or any of that yeah. stuff. But uh, I was more influenced on by books than I was by film or yeah. movies. Uh, and came up with a character to fit. What year was that? 72. That's amazing, dude. Thinking about the time, too, yeah, when that was. Like, yeah, really important. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Deathstroke, how was, uh, how was the inception of that? That was also kind of one of those Those were the two characters, uh, Deathstroke, and he also came uh, full-blown. I knew his history, I knew his story, everything. So awesome. And then George designed one of the most incredible-looking characters as yes. well. Yes, yeah. awesome. Well, thank you for your time, Marv. We really appreciate you, and obviously we love your work. So um, do you pleasure. have any social media that people can follow you on so we can shout I, you out? I'm on Facebook all... and Twitter, so they can okay. find me. Uh, just uh, put my name in. Okay. <laughs> all right, Marv, okay. thank you for your time. Take Bye -bye. care. Back up. We're going to form a super-duper fucking group. It's time to get back on LinkedIn. Meet Bedlam. My name's Shatterstar. All right, there's at the cool table here with Louis Tan at uh, Las Vegas Comic Con. How's it going, man? How are it's you? It's going well, man. We just did a, a panel. It was a packed house, and uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Very cool, very cool. Uh, did you have, uh, you had some questions? Uh, is it, this isn't your first Comic Con, is it? Kinda. I mean, I went to Comic Con San Diego last okay. year, but so this is my second. Okay. Nice. Right. Yeah. So what'd you do at Comic Con San Diego last year? We were there too. Last year I did some panels while I was I was doing stuff for Iron Fist. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I, I forget some uh, super Asian American panels, uh, some other random panels. Oh. Yeah, man. Um, that's when I knew I had uh, the X or the uh, Deadpool film already oh, wow. in, yeah, in nice. line. Yeah. And people were asking me like, what I have next? Coming up. And yeah. Like I couldn't you say really anything, yeah. but I had a backpack awesome. full of. Deadpool comics. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and X-Force comics. That was actually my next question. Uh, like, how did you, uh, when you found out that you were being Deadpool, like, what, what, do you know, remember, like, what books you, like, read or, like, what to prepare for the bleed? Yeah, well, I bought everything I could find, pretty okay. much. But, um, I bought, yeah, the Shatterstar, everything from the X-Force comics, the old ones. Um, I didn't feel like, I mean, I want to know his backstory, so I, I went to look at every single thing that I could find. Right. Yeah. There was a few books that was, there, there's one that just says, it, it's just called Shatterstar. It's, right. a, it's a big, thick book. Yeah. Um, that one has a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, but Rob hooked me up with, a, you know, pretty much everything, so. Amazing. Amazing. How, 
How was it on set? Like, how was it working with um, Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. Funny, man. It had to be like a good ass time. It was a good time, man. And um, you know, to create that type of uh, comedy, you have to create an energy where you can feel safe and yeah. free. Yeah. You don't want to feel uptight and and uh, and uh, and closed off. Right. And Ryan Reynolds sets a good tone for the set, and oh. the director David Leach is is really cool. So you're working on a very high profile film, but everybody's very cool and relaxed and. You know, Terry Crews is a good friend of mine, so like it was awesome. great to have Terry yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Terry has really positive energy, and yeah, uh, yeah it was good, man. It was a, it awesome. was a great vibe. Awesome. Did did you know? Did you know? How did you feel about the outcome that Shatterstar was going to have in the film? Because it took us by surprise when we saw what happened. I mean, how did you like? I mean, how did you feel when you found out, like, oh, you read the script and saw what was going to happen? Yeah, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> I'm still upset about it. No, uh, you know, it's hilarious the way that they set it up and yeah. um, that they were able to pull off what they pulled off. Yeah. And um, it's they and then they have a time machine. So, you yeah. know, yeah. that's uh, it's cool. So hopefully we, we get to see more of Shatterstar in X-Force yeah. and yeah. get to see him fight. I really wanted to fight. And yeah. uh, we yeah. shot a bunch of fight scenes that didn't make that, the film. That was an amazing yeah. That was probably one of the most amazing, amazing things from the promotion because like those scenes yeah. it looked like you guys were going to have fight scenes yeah. then yeah it was totally not what you expected well we did we shot a bunch of like really yeah. crazy fight stuff and yeah. um it didn't get used so hopefully it's in the blu-rays because yeah. it's pretty dope i'm sure so, i mean you mentioned the time machine sorry about that you mentioned the time machine i think that's great to know that at least it puts that in the back of your head like they can change it up and we can you can come back you know yeah i mean that's i mean i don't see why they would waste that character yeah, or right. even yeah. the other x-force characters because yeah, yeah. they're such good characters terry cruz bill skarsgård yeah. like come on man yeah so everybody's been writing me on social media saying look yeah. we want to see more of yeah Shatterstar, see him fight and i want to see more he has a crazy backstory he's yeah. a really yeah. interesting character so yeah. Yeah. i'm excited to play him and explore more yeah right, right. now taking taking the beat away from the comic book industry i'm, I'm the gamer of the group are you familiar with the video game called sleeping dogs Oh yes, Sleeping Dogs. I think that and should be you. That's. I think that should be you. That's I'm amazing. It out there, and I really think that I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm, like, I'm up for it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. Um, I know that there are the Sleeping Dogs property is out there, uh, coming into the film world. Yeah. Uh, or the series world. I'm not exactly sure who who has it right now, but it's on my it's on my hit list. Yeah, man. I hope yeah, so. I hope so. it's 100% on my hit list. Yeah. So, man. so um, another Comic Con question. We we so our our hubris is uh, we love to party. What was your favorite party at last year's Comic Con? Um, <laughs> man. Well, you know, there's the fancy parties that every yeah 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 yeah. It's a good party. Yeah. That, I had a good time. I had a great time there. But I think. My favorite party, the black girl nerds threw a party. Okay, okay. okay blurred. Yeah, that was amazing. So I had a good time with them. We turned up. So um, yeah, I had a good time there. I had a good time at all the parties, but okay. I think I like to be around the people. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. We're going to see you there this year? In um, San Diego? Possibly, yeah, depending awesome. on my schedule, yeah. Cool, man. Awesome, man. Cool. Well, all right. Thank Thanks. you so much, Lewis. Hell yeah. Great meeting you, man. Great conversation. Thank you so much.